Hey everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of Twist Turns and One-Liners. This week we watched There Will Be Blood, which is from 2007. It stars the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, my first movie with Daniel Day-Lewis, in case you were curious. An actor I've heard of, but I've never seen any of his movies. Um, which is probably shocking to all because I know he's a big name actor, but mm. don't put me on blast. He's in He's in a lot of slow roll movies that like i don't know aren't aren't super like i don't know flashy i guess this being this kind of being one of them well when you search his name this is like the first movie that comes up so i assume is this like his biggest role uh probably one of his big uh, one of his biggest for sure but okay i i don't know i don't want to speak on it too much speak on him specifically too much because I mean, as like famous as he is, my experience with him is a little bit more limited. Okay. I've seen a few of his movies, but not like the whole, you know, not everything. Not the whole catalog. Right. But anyway, so this movie is, I'm going to try to recap this in my own words, but if I get it wrong, let me know. Yeah. So I think his name in the movie is Daniel. Yep. And he's like a, he was like a minor in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then he decides to, like, switch to the oil industry because mm -hmm. this was around the time when, like, oil was a booming business. And he tries to create this empire. And the whole movie is kind of him. We're watching him, like, invest in land to frack. Is that the word? Well, to yeah, to drill. Drill for oil. And at the end, he's, like, successful, but... In the process, he like loses his soul. Uh, I would argue it was never there to begin with. That too. But yeah, but he like sucks as a human, so yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I know we we talked briefly before we started. Um, but uh, would you would you think in general? Uh. I guess slightly more than general, I guess. Like where, because uh, before we started recording, um, there was some stuff, or like it just wasn't quite, didn't quite trip your trigger, I guess, would be the. All I'm saying is you're going to really have to take the reins on this podcast, because <laughs> I don't know how the fuck I'm going to talk about it for an hour. Well, it's one of those things, I don't right? mean any disrespect. <laughs> I just, like. The, okay, I'll tell you why it didn't, would you say trip my trigger, <laughs> is um, I'm not a big fan of movies set in this time period. Okay. Um, I like history, but I don't know. I just, I feel like I really have a hard time paying attention if it's not like 70s or later. <laughs> okay. So I might challenge that eventually and by putting a couple more like period pieces. It like there. you know, like I've seen like the Great Gatsby, which is, you know, like in the twenties, but that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head that like is set I mean I'm sure I've sure I've seen more that are set mm -hmm. long ago. But um I don't know. I just I feel like there's like a certain vibe to these kind of movies and i always feel like there's a lot of terminology used that i'm just like what are you talking about 
and specifically with like in like a like with the oil like it's just something that I just don't care about so I think it's hard for me to pay attention and want to like understand what they're talking about Mm -hmm. so like movies about like the stock market they probably are really interesting but I have such a hard time getting myself to pay attention because I don't understand the terms that they're using or care so I think that's mainly why because mm-hmm. I think the events that happen in the movie, like the obstacles that come up are good. And like when those moments would happen, I was like, whoa. And then I am sucked in. Right. But in like the conversations, I'm bored. Yeah. I think, I think with this one, uh, I think this movie, the, the, the story that's being told is definitely one that could be told in a very, like a, bunch of different kind of uh like settings yeah settings and yeah settings is just the easiest way to say it but like um in this i think this this particular setting allows it to be like it's it's an idea that's easy enough that like you can relate to spectating without having actually like been in something like that where like if they bring it too far forward then some of the stuff that happens in this movie wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like how he got his kid mm-hmm. and how like people are dying like on the job and they're just like, oh, well, we'll bury him in the morning. And right, right. Yada, yada, yada. So like just kind of that the ruthless stuff that comes out of those, I think like there's definitely things like that that happen later than this even. But and then earlier than this, I don't think there's as many like lucrative booms mm-hmm. that like would be easy to like tell that same kind of story yeah plus i mean it's i mean this particular movie specifically is based on a book Oh. so but but yeah i don't know i think with with this one the the i don't i don't particularly think that the i don't know obviously daniel the character and the actor it's his it's clearly his movie. It's a hundred percent just about that character. Yeah. Right. So I think the the main thing with this one, at least for me, and I I, I think it'd be fair to assume that the, it's the point is that like it's all about. I mean, even he makes it all about him, right? Like mm-hmm. every decision he made, like there's not like and there's not a single time where he's being nice to someone if he isn't benefiting from it. Also, yeah. Sort of a thing. Yeah. I feel like the main theme is just greed right which is like that's interesting Mm -hmm. again i just think it's like the subject that i didn't care about but i mean like the accidents that happened with the oil drilling is crazy very abrupt just wham people get people getting like totally just head crushed by drill pieces yeah yeah well and i think uh the movie opens with like 15 minutes of like no dialogue just like there's sound but it's like only like sounds of tools or like grunting Mm -hmm. (laughs) or crying and i didn't put together at first that like the in the beginning of the first accident that happens oh no the first scene is him mining and he breaks his leg right but crawls back to town there's another scene early on in the movie too where he is I think yeah drilling for oil and a malfunction happens and then the guy one guy gets a 
hit on the head mm-hmm. and then dies. I didn't put together that that was the dad of the child. Right. I thought that was just one Dan- of the just one of the other guys. Yeah, like yep. I just thought it was someone's child. I didn't realize it was the guy who died. Right. But I I think the whole I think the I out. think the way they portrayed that was that guy or, or a guy even if you couldn't tell it was him down in the hole, was caring for that baby. Yeah. The guy died, and then the next scene, Daniel's holding the baby. Right, so you knew right. something. But, um, yeah, it was crazy, too. Like, I think pretty soon after that, we see him, like, using this, basically, like, well, because one could argue, like, oh, he did a good deed by, like, taking in the child. Yeah, but, but he does. He uses it as like a ploy to be like, I'm a, I'm a family, family man. man. Right, right, right. So that happens pretty quick. Where you're like, all right, you suck. Right. Like, like he <laughs> he wouldn't like he wouldn't have he wouldn't have taken the baby in if he didn't see that being something he could do. Right. So I wonder then he like do you think he would have just left it there or he would have been like here adoption agency. Well, I don't think that's <laughs> I don't know how much of a thing that is, but in what. That was nineteen. It was like eighteen hundreds, I thought. It was. I think I want to say it was nineteen oh three or something when the baby happened. I think the very 19, first scene. Nineteen oh two. Nineteen oh two. The first scene was eight late eighteen hundreds, and then the when it switches to where the baby is, yeah, nineteen oh two, eighteen ninety eight, then nineteen oh two, yeah. There was probably somewhere to take. Well, right, people. but that wasn't that wasn't his his plan, right? Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, and then we fast forward nine years to when him and the kid are going around making deals. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're trying to they're by trying to buy a property to right. drill on. How do you know? Well, you know, actually, I'm not interested enough to learn the backstory. <laughs> but the question I was going to answer, if you want to talk about it, maybe for people who don't know about it, is uh, how do you know that there's like where oil is? I would like I I can't speak on any kind of prior knowledge, but I think the idea is at least at least the the idea that he's uh, presented uh, at first is from Paul, the character Paul, is that he that his family has all this land and they can't grow anything on it, and that there's areas on the property where there's oil on the surface, like. He's it's it's kind of a hunch, but at the same time, it's one of those things where it's it's I think it was an educated guess. I don't I don't that doesn't give it enough credit. I don't think mm-hmm. I it's one of those things where like I don't know I I know the dog is out there, even though Brittany may have taken him for a walk. I can say I know the dog is out there with pretty good confidence mm-hmm. because all the signs say that he's out there because we didn't hear the door open. We didn't hear this stuff. So it's kind of the same. Does that make sense? So like he, sure. he sees all these signs. Yeah, it might not mean oil, but it probably, probably means oil. Is. Sure. Okay. So like I think. But it is kind of guessing. Yeah, uh, it is a little bit, especially too for uh, knowing how much. Yeah. Like I think that's part of the gamble. Yeah. That's why he's kind of like. Back and forth on how much he wants to pay him, and then Paul's yeah. pretty persistent. Like, no, this is what you're gonna pay me. Yeah. And then like he tries to he tries to 
you know, break him down, take him further down. He goes up instead mm-hmm. and he threatens to leave. He's like, okay, we'll do it. Hmm. And then, uh, this leads to something that confused me at first because I don't, it, it, I don't think it did a great job at least for the first half of the movie saying that this was the case. But Paul and Eli are twin brothers. Mm-hmm. And when so when Eli comes and introduces himself when they're like camping on the land to scout yeah. it out, I thought they were he was just being cheeky and like it was kind of like a pseudonym, you know, oh. like he, like he called himself <laughs> Paul when they met to talk about the oil stuff, but then when yeah. he's in front of his dad, he was calling himself Eli. It wasn't until later when Eli referenced Paul that mm-hmm. I was for sure that they were two different oh. people because they're never in the same place at the same time. Yeah. Wait. So you hadn't seen this movie? I had, but oh. I just like it. That part of it was gone. Oh, okay, like it's got been it. a while since I've yeah. seen it. So well, I also feel like when Eli went to introduce himself, Daniel was kind of like, "Like, right. is this a joke?" Right. <laughs> but then I think he, yeah, right. eventually put it together. But yeah, that was they could have probably made that more clear. They didn't want to do a split camera well, situation yeah <laughs> originally uh, i was doing a little i did a, just a tiny bit of reading on it and originally it was a different guy cast as eli or like they hadn't casted somebody as eli oh. and then the director liked it paul dano so much that he just had him play the <laughs> so interesting but uh but yeah it's at that point right where where they start to wheel and deal a little bit on buying the land Eli insists that like he like gives money to the church, yeah, on top of like buying paying for the land, yeah, and eventually he like agrees to it, right, yeah, and that kind of sets off Eli's like parallel journey with mm-hmm. with Daniels because the whole time they're both like they're both gaining all this influence and power, and with <sighs> with it comes money on both sides, you know, money from people coming to the church, plus the money he's making from the well. Not necessarily making up front or right away from the well, because there's a moment where he comes in and Eli demands the money from him, mm-hmm. and then he like throws him in the dirt. Yeah, he basically says "fuck you." Like, yeah, yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think just when it when it comes to a lot of the ins and outs, like the little moment, like little and big moments of this whole thing, just are the whole basically one of the the main point of them is to just show like. You know how, like he'll do he'll do whatever he has to, to be the person on top. He even says in the movie, like I don't want there to be anybody. Like I want to, I want all my competition to be gone completely. Yeah. Like he he wants to be the only guy. So and it's kind of like on and off through other different parts of the uh, parts of it too. They. Like he makes it clear that like anyone who questions him in anything, mm-hmm. his ability to do anything, yeah, he totally flips a switch and like, you know, gets ticked off about it. Yeah, regardless of how he actually feels. Yeah, I I feel like uh, I watched this movie two days ago, so like I'm I remember what you're talking about, but I'm having a harder time remembering like exactly everything that happened. But I just feel like the the next thing that I remember happening is uh. Eli wanted him to like bless the drill, mm-hmm. and he or the yeah yeah the well is how you said yeah either yeah yeah and he's like and he told me he would yeah he's like yeah yeah we'll do that and the, you just want me to call you up and say this and he's like yeah yep. and then he kind of 
he kind of like tries to do it himself. Like, is that what I was getting? Because he kind of says something. He he said, yeah. He basically says, "God bless everybody," and like that's good enough. Let's get going. Yeah. Totally <laughs> yeah. like goes against what he said he was going to do. And then it becomes one of those things where this is where it it really it separates the thought uh, process between Eli and him. I think where the like the guy the guy ends up dying because the part of the well falls down like and then kills the guy. And, you know, Eli yeah. thinks it's because he didn't bless the well, right? Yeah. But then Daniel's like, well, my guys are, well, one of the things he says, he's like, uh, my guys are going to your church and they're not getting the rest that they need to do because you're working them up at church. And they, they're they like sometimes drinking too much alcohol, not running on enough sleep. Mm-hmm. So like the, basically the lack of sleep and rest led to the accident. It wasn't some like act of God for not getting it blessed. Yeah. So like they both... Like, it's clear that, it's clear that Daniel, everything when it comes, like, there's never a question that when it comes to all the church stuff, he's literally only doing whatever he has to do to get them to agree with what he wants to do. Who? Daniel. Oh, yeah. And then Eli, on the other hand, uh, later on in the movie, when he calls him out for being a fraud, well, he does that, he does that other times, too. Because, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he is. He's just this guy that's manipulating all the people around him to, you know, basically give him money. True, but I also feel like Eli was being so annoying about that. Like, I guess it, I guess it makes sense because he's a minister. But he was like, "It's because we didn't bless well." Shut up! Literally, shut up! Well, that's his whole, <laughs> that's his whole thing, right? If he doesn't, if he's not all in, then people will start to doubt him, and if they start to doubt him, then they're not going to come. Like, they have to believe that he's all in. Everything about him is that Eli. Yes. Yeah. Because that, like, that's how he gets people. He basically, like, gets people. I don't know. He gets people amped up and to the point where like, oh shit, maybe he's just like, maybe he's on yeah. something until they're all in on it. Right. And that, that was like culty vibes. Like yeah, that. Yeah. I. The one critique I had of this movie, which I can't say for certain, because obviously I don't know much about this time frame, but I was a little like upset about how like, like a, this church like was portrayed. But there are churches out there that are super crazy and radical mm-hmm. and like culty and creepy and weird. Right. Um, I think th- I, I not to, I don't want to cut you off too much and I'll keep it short. But I think the point is Eli, just like Daniel, he's a manipulator. He's not he's a person that's abusing his his power. Right. But I, I like sometimes I. I just get a little disappointed that this is always the portrayal like of religion. It's always portrayed as like. uh bad shit happening literally all the time like it's always a you don't often see mainstream really like in-depth good quality movies that are like this church is great it's always about like bad horror stories which they are out there they are true but i do feel like that's a i feel like that's been in a lot of movies that we've seen there's always like a weird church person literally in prisoners there was that minister who like had sexually mm-hmm. assaulted a bunch of people i don't know it, it was it's fine like i i get the point mm-hmm. i get the point i'm just saying that the that first scene where he's like we see him like preaching and he goes to that like woman and he like puts his face in her hands and he's mm-hmm. like devil be gone right. and i was like what the fuck is going on here right, right. <laughs> like and i would be really curious to know uh do you think this was supposed to be take place in the South? Uh, 
It's it, they say a oh New times Mexico that, yeah yeah, and then it's Los Angeles. Oh, at wait, the, at the end, Little Boston, California, was where they were with the property. Okay, anyway, so California. I would be curious to know if other people in the world, uh, or in the country, have like no stories of like creepy, weird, crazy pastors like that or ministers well, like, like with that. The, well as with as many establishments as there are out there for sure there's a decent there's a decent number regardless you know like a a small portion of a lot is still a lot yeah so yeah but it's so creepy like you're watching like what don't you ever see like and you gave me that book about that i like about you know like cults and stuff but it's like you always hear stories about like crazy cults like that and you're like how do people fall for this shit and then you watch a movie like this and you see people just like eating it up and you're like, hello? I, I think <laughs> they're like in the case of this movie, I think it's lack of lack of information, lack of education. Like they're like most of the people there are living off the land. They're not going to be as right. They're not going to be as educated as we are now. Yeah. And, like they don't have access. They don't like, you know what they this is the church. This is the church. Like this is the one that's here. Yeah. Like, and we have to trust that he's like that. That part isn't even in, in. I'm sure wasn't in a lot of people's minds. It wasn't. We have to trust him. It was we trust him. Yeah. Because he's our connection to God. Yeah. So we have no other. Well, they have no other choice. Yeah. But um, convenience. Like, and it's and I think now too, like with a lot of the cult stuff too, like it's something that starts off like, like. Normal. great like yeah like it, it's a really good situation that always gets taken too far by the leadership basically taken too far and they like slowly integrate in like the weird stuff right right until you're like like it doesn't seem weird because it's only a little and then it slowly builds until right. like what am i part right <laughs> and like it get in the i think too it just it's it's who they target right they target people who really don't have anybody yeah. Or they, like so once they're like if you're able to find a group that like wants you in the group yeah you're gonna stay with that group crazy side story about scams cult scams mm-hmm. i think you're gonna like this one and i'm doing I'm gonna do my best to retell it but i was listening to a podcast and this guy was talking about how he worked for an organization that was scamming people but he didn't know that and then once he figured it out he like left mm-hmm so he said it was a gold, like a place that was selling like gold and silver. Yeah, it was like making it so that they would basically call people up and they'd be like, hey, did you hear about um, like how something about how like your money's in danger and like you need to turn it you into, need to turn it into yeah. gold or silver. And we're going to keep it safe for you. And gold is like, it doesn't like, you know, equate equally to Mm -hmm. like the dollar. So he was basically saying like, if people had like a million dollars in their retirement account, whatever the conversion would be, but let's just say it goes to like a hundred thousand, like, you know, people would be losing all this money and the company would then like pocket that, that money difference. And then, but the, these, they would prey specifically on like widows old people, or older people who like haven't talked to like, you know, someone in like days probably. And they're like, you're finally like paying attention to them. And they're like, well, shit, you're right. 
And then later they end up figuring out that like, wait, where'd all my money go? And it's like, well, the price of the price of gold like or like the or value something. of gold. Yeah, like yeah. Cr- just randomly all of a sudden dipped and that's what happened to your money. It's not our fault, blah, blah, blah. And like, it just is so horrible. And the guy who was telling the story was like, I would purposely like make calls and try to lose the sale. Because if you if you started to get it where people were going to make the sale, you had to like pass it off to a better like salesman. Mm-hmm. And he said like eventually they like fired me because I was like not getting yeah, any right. sales, not producing. And he was like, and I only like still worked there because I needed a job, and so I. And then if they fired me, I could like get unemployment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was. It was just a crazy story, and like it's it makes you realize how like which same with this movie like how fucked up people are and what they will do right. to get to the bag i mean like with with what or with uh how it really like that kind of um, like re- really trick relates directly <laughs> to the movie eli right he's basically telling these people like you need to come here because i'm the only one that can save you from the arthritis demons and our ghosts yeah that's what it was right. arthritis so arthritis is arthritis. I think how he says it but but yeah it's like <laughs> It's right. It's just it's him promising them, you know, salvation. But you have to continue to support the church, otherwise, otherwise you fucked. Yeah. That. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I don't know if I sh- if I want to say this. Hmm. But I just. I feel like. I know churches need money to survive because you can't expect a, a the person running the church to. Like, they need income somehow. Right. And if you're pouring a lot of hours into a... Like, you can't expect them to volunteer all that time and still be, like, as successful. Right. Or, like, you know, I know all these things. But I don't like the, like, expectation of, like, always having to, like, give money when you go. Um, That's, like, like, especially when you go to, like, visiting churches. Like, if you're, like, traveling away from home and you go to, like, a different place mm-hmm. of worship and then they like come around with the offering and it's like i just i'm coming one time like no thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> but then i always feel bad but it's like i don't know i would feel i feel better like giving to like a consistent place because it's like okay well you're actively there to like help me in my community but right. um when does that usually happen tricky. in a service towards the beginning uh no towards the towards end, the end. It's normally like um, I'd say like two thirds of the way through, and they come around with the little little bowl, and they're like, "Oh, put." You just do it at the very end on your way out if you feel as though the service was worth your time and your well, money. Well, it low key feels like passing it around, like literally having, and I don't know how all churches do it, but the ones that I've been to, they like pass it around, mm-hmm. and it feels like a way of like getting you to hold it, so then you like. Yeah, but at the same at the same in. at the same time though, like if they have it at the door and then somebody's standing there, like watching you go by. Well, yeah. Either way, it's right. just awkward. I don't. I don't think that's the. Po- I don't think that's uh, to be clear. I don't think that's the point. I don't think they're trying to guilt no, anybody into it. I don't think they are either. But it feels that way. Yeah, I think, and I feel like I can say that because I've grown up that way. Like I'm not bashing it because I, like I said, they need it to survive. But it is an uncomfortable exchange, especially mm-hmm. when you're like. I feel like I don't want to say poor, but like where you can't really afford to be giving a lot. I feel like I feel like it's one of those things where this day and age, everybody knows 
everybody knows how everybody knows how that works. So do they really everybody like any people who go to church? Yeah, maybe like a newcomer might not like understand how like they get paid. They right, they they rely on, you know, they rely on contributions from people who attend. But I mean, that's not something that takes much to pick up on. I think nowadays I didn't pick that kind of until like two years ago. Okay, so I just live under a rock. I think, <laughs> I think that kind of thing though to the people who would be paying. Like, I mean, for the most part, like at this point, you just finished college, you're going to be on your own, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you're going to be like, if you choose to go to church on your own, like, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what I but what I'm getting at is. Most people know how that exchange works, and the people who go and and contribute most likely contribute the most money. Yeah, they don't need that bowl passed around. You know, they like they wouldn't need that bowl passed around unless there's some like ritual behind it that I'm not aware of. But we're ignoring that for now. Um, oh, with the money, right? Like there if is. they right if they. Well, I I know there's like a, a showing of it, but is that something that's like within the like? Is that like? This is the way, you know, this is how we do it because this is how we're told to do it. Probably. But it would make, to me, it would make more sense. I mean, uh, and again, there's, whether, for better or for worse, there's probably, and the word tactics is a little strong, but there's probably tactics behind, like, the decision to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying the people in an individual church I'm seeing the people who came up with the process in the first place. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was a little bit of strategy going on there. Mm-hmm. I don't care. That's not what I'm getting at. <laughs> what I'm getting at is the people who contribute the most, they don't need that bowl to come around. They're going to yeah. they're gonna donate to the church anyway. Yeah. But at any rate. Colton's trying to be non-problematic. Right. He, well, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't need to, I don't care what other people do and think. I'm a little ignorant to it because I didn't grow up in it, like in it, in it. Like mm-hmm. I've attended plenty of times, but at any rate, back to, to relate this all back to the movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. That was the whole thing with Eli was his, it, for sure for him was a tactic, like a, a malicious, like, yeah, intent. he was, a, yeah, like you said, he He's was abusing his power, grubbing up the money from anybody, like basically. All the money that these people could possibly give him, he was grubbing it up by healing them. And but if yada, they weren't yada. actually getting healed, uh, I think a lot of it was he was a lot of it was you know psychological. But like arthritis th- is a physical condition, right? But so think, it's like think of it like healed. Think of it like a, a placebo, though, a little bit. Where like maybe the next day she's like, oh, you know, my hands don't quite hurt so much right now because she hasn't been using them. Maybe the day before, or like the day of church, or the day before church, maybe this, like the older woman was like uh, stitching up clothes or something, or maybe she was washing clothes or washing dishes or cooking food. And it like, in, her flames were, or flames, her hands were inflamed <laughs> yeah. and, and painful. So he does this, the next day it kind of wears down and it's not so bad. She thinks it's gone. It's a perfect example of like, people believe what they want to believe. Right. And you can really, like, manipulate your own mind. Right. Yeah. And that's what he was taking advantage of. He was of, right? counting on that. I would say, I would say uh, to, to compare to Daniel, and I don't want... Obviously, he was... His big manipulation tactic came with his spread, right? And uh, how he spread around. Like, how he would go... Uh, how he would try to make the sales... 
like we were saying before, put on the family man image with his son with him all mm-hmm. the time as his business partner, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm showing him the ropes because yada, yada, yada. He's going to take over the family business and, one day. <laughs> and uh, So he would kind of use that to manipulate. He would basically, basically sell people on like, hey, there might be oil yeah. here. There might not be. So I have to, I have to base it on. Uh, what if there isn't? I have to make sure. My, so, like, he's basically able to lowball people with for that, even though he knows pretty well that he's gonna like he buys up the whole area, right? Like, yeah. just by doing the going door, basically door to door to buy off these people, yeah. probably telling them some modification of like, oh, this is blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Little do they know he's bought up the whole place. But. Yeah, I mean, I think the the point that you're trying to get at right there is like. Really, they're both awful. And well, like, right, right. No, like the. I, I guess the Eli thinks he's better, but he's like just as much of a scammer. I guess the what I was trying to lead in lead towards with Daniel is he was he was smart enough to know that he needed to. He couldn't just be all manipulation, all like I'm air quoting evil mm-hmm. about it. Not that that's what was in his mind, because from what I could tell. He paid his workers a pretty decent wage. Mm-hmm. And like he, like in one of the deals, he's like, we're going to make sure there's a, a good water well. We're going to make sure there's, you know, this and that. Like he had all these guarantees to make sure that his workers and the people in the town near the towns or in the towns that were nearby were happy. Yeah. Because that way, that way they wouldn't be complaining about, you know, his, whatever he's doing with his oil. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, and obviously, it, for sure, that's still just for his benefit. But if other people are also benefiting from it too, that doesn't make it any less manipulative. But I mean, the same can be said with the whole church thing too. I suppose if that woman goes home, if the old woman goes home, and she feels that she legitimately doesn't have as much pain in her fingers, and she's none the wiser about it, yeah, it's not good. She's been manipulated, but from her perspective. She's probably not cheated out of that much. You know what I mean? Sure. Obviously, it's bad. Obviously, it's bad that they're manipulated, but there's probably going to be instances in the church where somebody has an experience that they're better off from without any negative side to it. Mm-hmm. So for sure, both have their ups and like upsides, but mostly downsides from these characters, obviously. Yeah. Okay, here's what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about... H.W. getting deafened Mm -hmm. by that accident, okay? So fucking sad, okay? Mm -hmm. And, like, that scene was really... I really liked that scene, because, like, the... Like, having hit... Like, you know, they had him, like, hit his head, and then you hear it go silent, Mm -hmm. and so you immediately know, like, oh, shit. Right. And then... But Daniel was making me so annoyed, because he, like... Can you hear me? Can you hear? Clearly, he can't hear you. Like, how many times are you going to ask? Mm-hmm. And then HW being like, I can't hear my voice. And it's like, and he's like, did you hit your head? Gee, I wonder. There was just an explosion. <laughs> but really, like, kind of jumping ahead. But, like, you know, he obviously figures out that he's deaf. Two things. One, I was confused what happened. Like, the doctor came at one point, And, like, I think it was a doctor. Um, HW was like sleeping with Daniel or they were like near each other. 
and he like holds him down while the doctor like is looking in his ears and stuff. Yeah, but then the like is was that to like verify that he's deaf? Like, what was the point of that? Yeah, I think it was just to see like, I mean, it was to see if there was anything that they could you know fix or change. Yeah, I think. So that when they realize, what does he do? Parent of the year right here puts him on a train and says, I'll be right back. But that, but there was something before that. There though. was. We can come back. But I just want to say that I'll, I'll, we'll be right back. And then just fucking abandons him and goes, bye. Go to the deaf school. Yeah. I know I, you're talking about the setting the house on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I know that was jumping ahead. Brief rundown of what we missed was that. Fucking random ass guy shows. Sorry, I'm swearing a lot today. I don't know what's yeah. what's my problem today. I always I always label the episodes <laughs> explicit, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm annoyed. I was annoyed with the introduction of the brother. I don't care. Felt random. Whatever. Half brother supposedly shows up and he's like, "Hey, man, we share a dad." Yeah. Um, a brother from another mother. That's right. So we we share a dad. And HW is I don't know jealous. I guess. I think skeptical. Okay, skeptical. Because I think HW's, HW's a smart kid. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to kill this guy by setting the house on fire. Well, he reads the journal and he realizes this guy's full shit. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. So he realizes yeah, he's right. lying and then that's what he does to... Which is risky because Daniel was sleeping in the same room. I don't think it was ever... I don't think he was like trying to kill him because... His dad was sleeping right next to him. I know, him. but he set it on fire. Well, right, but I mean, I he as he did it, he backed up like, hey, hey, and then watched <laughs> them try to put it out, watched them starting to put it out, and then as they were getting done pu- uh, putting it out, Daniel like looked at him and he's like, oh shit, and then he like runs. Like I don't think he ever. Oh yeah, that scene where he like Daniel or HW's like running, and you just kind of see him like at one point like he almost comes around the rock, and then he gets like pulled back mm-hmm. by Daniel, and you just. I think you can assume what happens. Right. I think uh I think it was because his he doesn't feel like there's any like I think the idea is his dad w- wouldn't listen to him if he told him because his dad was kind of captured by this guy because he was kind of, you know, high on pot noose over the fact that he had a brother or like had family. Yeah. Should have been more so- he was sus at first. He was, he was, or like he was suspect, like suspecting that yeah. it was because he kept questioning him. And he's like asking him all these questions, which nowadays wouldn't work at all yeah. if you ask those questions because you just go on, you know, Facebook or something and you get all those answers. <laughs> I can't wait till my friend listens to this episode because she, she has probably not seen this movie, but I'm going to tell her to listen to this episode just from what I'm about to say. Okay. Um, she recently had an encounter where someone was lying about their identity and didn't figure it out until like eight months uh, yeah, later. Yeah. And so you're saying it's easier now, but it's still hard. Well, in a situation like that where you need to find out if somebody's related to you, like, well, identification, yeah, that's true. identification for sure. That would be easier. And but if people are telling the truth, it's still like you want to believe the best in people. So you often. Like he, you know, we'll buy whatever they tell you at first until like red flags pop up. Like he talks about, he talks about going. Like first off, when the other brother died from tuberculosis, yeah, like that would have been easy to find out. Like right. now, that's super. That's the kind of stuff's easy, super easy to find out. Yeah. Like oh, where where were you from? 
Oh, uh, he was from, what does he say? Uh, I don't even Where does know. he say he's from? Uh, wherever he says he's from. Um, <laughs> Not really important. He's like, like you punch in this town, and their this name. person, yeah. and then obituary would have popped that's, up right away. That's true. So like, but, but anyway. But I don't think Daniel, like you said, Daniel didn't. He, he asked wanted him, to believe. He asked him a couple probably. easy questions to get past it, like, "Oh, where is or where is this or who is yeah. this and where is that?" Hey, and they were from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Oh, T. I yeah. did. I did. That's right. I did hear yeah. the Fond du Lac. Yeah. Um, it's not too far. But so then, no, it's not. It's uh, I think it's north. Let's northeast see, see how, of Wisconsin, or I'm just completely Let's see wrong. how far away it is from where we are is it right northeast? now. Yeah. Ha! I know my Wisconsin geography. No, I don't. Um, but anyway, so in response to that, you know, Daniel's like, I'm going to kick H.W. to the curb. <laughs> Honestly, H.W. is my favorite character. Feel bad yeah. for him. I mean, as, as shitty of a way as it was for him to put to send him off, it was definitely for the better. Because he was able to go and actually get, like, he was able to get a good education because he was able to pay, like, he, he was rich and he was able to pay yes, for it. it's the way he went about and it. And he would have never, I don't think he ever would have learned to sign. Like, yeah. Well, did Daniel ever learn to sign or no? No. Okay. I think, and that's the, that's kind of the, one of the asshole things, right? Yeah. It's like he has a deaf, he has a deaf kid. Right. And, and he, he never bothered to yeah. learn how to sign. That's one of the things that I really liked about uh, Creed. Yeah. It, uh, in the third movie, they right. that was such a huge part of the movie is learning how to sign, mm-hmm. and I feel like the actors probably actually legitimately had to learn right. A decent Any, chunk yeah, of any more with that kind of stuff. Yeah, like it's it movies like that. Movies now demand that kind of authenticity, and I think it's right that they do because I mean, otherwise you're doing a disservice, right? But uh, I've I've brought it. I think I've brought it up before. I don't know how long ago, but uh, another good movie involving deafness centered around deafness uh sound of metal it's about a drummer that goes deaf hmm. interesting um, got on your list yeah it, it'll it'll definitely find its way on the wheel at okay. some point it's just a matter of when yeah like they uh it's yeah it, that's a really good one but anyway hey yeah well i feel like the next big thing is um Daniel finding out that Henry is a liar. Right. And I think at one, I remember that scene that they're like by a fire or They're something? talking, he, yeah, he makes a joke about going to a dance that they would have all the time. Yeah. And he just kind of like, yeah, whatever, yeah. And then he says it again. He goes, hey, yeah. <laughs> and, then he, and then he starts to question him. Yeah. Um, and then he like wakes him up at gunpoint and he's like, where is blah 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 a specific location that he should know or something was it about a barn it was about yeah like a house or something something about that like and then he's like what like I don't and then know. that's when he he confesses confesses to, and he's yeah. like just kidding i was friends with your half brother who had tuberculosis so was the motive behind like wanting to know daniel because he was had money yeah okay because he knew he could come there i don't think i don't think he was trying to like necessarily like completely rip him off because obviously he was doing work. Yeah, but at the same time, while they were on that trip plotting out the oil, the pipeline, he kept asking for money. Yeah, that like wasn't there one scene where they were in like a bar or something? Like a, I think it was a brothel or something, wasn't it? Like and he wanted to pay for the women or something. Oh, that's not the brothel. 
<laughs> but uh yeah yeah but then he just you know what he, you know what he does he red rums him what what does that mean i mean i know what you're implying but what I've red never rum heard, I've murder, never heard that red before. rum murder backwards oh red rum yeah good one um yeah he he kills him and then he's like, all right, I'm a which apparently he has experience with because he's buried a lot of his former employees. Well, I mean, yeah, he used to dig. How many murders he has he gotten away with? He used to dig holes for a living, so I think he'd be pretty good at digging holes. It's crazy. I mean, he kind of still digs holes for a living, not with his own hands. but Yeah, and then he wakes up the next morning, assumed, mm-hmm. and the guy he was trying to buy the last plot of land from shows up. Yep. Says, hey, you wanted to meet with me. Here I am. I'll sell you the land, but first you got to come to the church and get baptized. Oh, yeah. We love a good blackmail. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Or like bribe. No. Is blackmail the right word? No. It's kind of a... It's... I don't know. I don't know if that would be considered blackmail. There's a word for it. Coercion? Yeah. Sort of? Like, whatever is making someone do something that they don't want to do... To get something that they want. Yeah, manipulating. Yeah, yeah. Them, but <laughs> all of that just to come to manipulate. Is that the scene where he Eli like hits him in the face and like yep. tells him, "Okay, so when he keeps giving him say like you abandon your son, you ab- like I abandoned my son." Is that talking about H W and putting him on the train? <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, yeah, basically, like. Basically, he wants him to t- to admit that he's like a, a bad person and that he failed at being a father because that like he doesn't like failing at anything. And obviously, I think it's been made clear a couple times mm-hmm. that if you question his ability to be a parent, if you question his ability to do anything, he takes it very personally. Oh yeah. So that was just a, that was Eli's attempt to knock him down a peg. He didn't give two shits about the baptism. He just wanted to yeah. basically embarrass him. Yep. Which he did. Well, I mean, as they're, I mean, he did for sure. But then as he's, as they're pouring the water on him, right, he mocks the whole thing by like shaking off and people don't really, the people in the crowd aren't picking up on this, but for sure Eli is. Mm -hmm. And then there's that moment where it kind of pans out and shows the crowd like gathering around to kind of like celebrate, celebrate him. But before they get up to him, he like turns back and says something to Eli, but we don't hear what he says. And then Eli's face just goes kind of like dead mm-hmm. basically he probably you know he probably said some shit like i don't know you're a piece of shit it's bullshit what the fuck like, you know <laughs> anything it's something obviously something like that eli was not i think i think eli was until he shook off the water i think he thought that he had actually gotten him to break yeah and that he was actually going like he was actually folding to the manipulation yeah and then shaking the water off and then whatever he whispered to him just really you know sobered him up quick and he realized oh shit (laughs) you didn't get me on that one right yeah but yeah that's a that's a pretty important part leading in like relating to the end of the movie yeah like i think that i think that part is crucial to how it ends like if that doesn't if that doesn't play out that way the end doesn't happen the way it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's after this that we fast forward. Yep. Like, what was it? It says, well, it started 20 in... 20 years, wasn't it? Yeah, now it says 1927. Oh, so, what, that's fi- like 
15 ish years mm-hmm. later, 16 ish. And H H W uh, married is the a grown gr- man, and he excuse me married, married uh, Eli's little sister. Yep, the girl that he had been hanging out with the whole time yes. when they were growing up. And you and you realize that like Daniel is really unwell. Right. He's he's wealthy, and his like empire, you know, it worked, and he right. Got a lot of money. But at, but at this point, he's like basically sitting, essentially sitting at the office the whole time, man, like pulling strings instead of actually doing the work. Yeah. Which is what he was talking about being afraid of when he, when he got offered to, when they offered to buy up his business uh-huh. to the guys that, you yes. know, insulted his ability to be a father or whatever. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. But no, he's like so rough then. He's like, um, you know, like clearly drinking a lot and like just not doing well you can tell (laughs) he's really like deteriorated as a person and seems like hw like has his shit together right and he's like and he approaches him with the uh idea of him leaving to mexico yep to start his own joint and Daniel does not take it well. Take right. He's like, wait, you're gonna be my competition. Yeah. Well, basically, fuck you. Like, yeah. get out of here. You're not even my. Well. Right. Right. <laughs> he that's like when he tells makes him. a joke. That, like, well, that's when he tells him that. Oh, because he didn't know. Kid. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Do you so? I guess like HW bought that story then that like his mother did really die during childbirth and that he. If I had to guess. If I had to guess, there may have been, there would, I wouldn't necessarily think that it would be, I don't think it would be out of the question that he was at least somewhat aware of it. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I I think, I'm trying to think of the moment when he says that stuff, if it was a look of shock or if it was just like a disappointment. Probably but both. Either, right. Either way, either way, I don't think it would be crazy to say that it wouldn't be a surprise to him that that was the case. Yeah. Um, looking back on his childhood, knowing like, yeah. Then I think in an instant it would be easy to see then why he did all the things he did. Yep. Leading up to that point, and just knowing that like Dan, like you can, he can clearly see that Daniel like is a shitty person, so it's like, eh, kind of adds up with your behavior. Right. <laughs> but I mean, he still holds out hope. Like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, mm-hmm. this, it doesn't have to end this way. Like, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. But him being the, you know, dickhead he is and knows he's on his way out, but like on his way out of the, like, basically his existence is pointless mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and it, like we brought it up earlier too, like with, like in that exchange, basically giving HW shit the whole time about having to sign still, never having, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we get to that final scene. Right. What? What? <laughs> like, what even was that? It's so random. Like, that he had a bowling alley in his Right. I think, that, yeah, it's just to show how, like, wealthy, stupid Richie is, right? Yeah. But he... What? What? What is your take on, like, what happened in that scene? Like, Eli obviously comes to visit him, but, like... Give us a rundown of like what Eli said and like so why he 
what ha- why the events that transpired happened. So Eli comes around looking for money, basically. Like he's is he's out. Like he was, you know, he was living the high life. He had made all this money through the church. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know I don't know specifically what why he's on hard times. It says that he lost money in the 1929 stock market crash. Yeah, 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 that's right. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was my headphone hitting the microphone. Sorry, y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Having strayed morally and lost Uh, a bunch of money in the stock market. Yeah, gambling is, like, frowned upon, I guess. So, So he comes around trying to get uh, Daniel to invest more money into the bit of land that they didn't drill in, that they never were able to, that he was never able to, you know, buy. Yeah. And this is where the, like, you wouldn't know this with your history of knowing this movie or, like, just kind of just generally being informed of this movie, but, like, one of the, one of the uh, quotes around this movie, excuse me while I use a tissue, um, (laughs) is the, I drink your milkshake. Like the whole milkshake thing, like the when he's talking about how when he's explaining to him that the tract of land that he's trying to sell him on doesn't have any oil, mm-hmm. he's like, "Of course it does." He goes, "No, it doesn't." When you buy up all the land around the reservoirs, like as I pull from the reservoirs, it pulls from there, mm-hmm. and eventually it all ends. I end up having it all. Mm-hmm. He's like, "So the the piece of land that you're trying to sell me doesn't have any oil on it." Yeah, and then he uses the milkshake analogy. I don't want to. I want to make sure I said that. Say it. Hmm. Say it somewhat right. It's got to be in the quotes on this page. If it's not, I'd be very disappointed. Um, <laughs> uh, but he goes on the uh, tirade about the about the milkshake, where he talks about um, uh, if I I have a milkshake and you have a milkshake. I am over here drinking my milkshake with my straw, and my straw comes all the way over to your milkshake, and then he makes the really obnoxious, like, slurping sound, like he's, like, sucking up a straw. Yeah. Um, And then he says, I drink your milkshake. By drinking his own milkshake, he's also drinking his. Okay. So, like, he just basically makes that analogy just to make him feel like shit, more and more like shit. Yeah. But I guess we kind of skipped, too. I, I skipped where... He first, before just before this happens, he gets him to admit that he's a, or at least say that he's a uh, false prophet, right? Yeah. Here, I found it. What'd you find? Oh, the quote? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I drink it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he basically tells him to admit that he's a false prophet and that he's full of shit. That, like, God, oh, I'm a false prophet. God is a superstition. That's what yes. he. That's what he tells him to repeat. Repeat, bunch. and he does, and he has him keep doing it. Has him keep doing it, just like he did. Yep, in the in the baptisms. Right, and then once he does that, he stops. And he goes, "That land doesn't have any oil." Like after he told him he would buy it if he said oh, that. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. And yeah, then, and then he says it, and he goes, "That land doesn't have any oil." Like this is, I'm not fucking I just buying best, that. I just. Got the best of you. Right. I did to you what you did to me, basically. Yeah. I'm getting back at you. And then he does the milkshake thing, basically, just to keep rubbing it in his face. Yeah. And that's, I think it said that, don't bully me, Daniel, yep. or whatever. Yep. He yep. knows, he knows he's what he's doing. 
And he's like, yeah, basically like I'm at my low point here. You don't have to keep rubbing it in. Yeah. And then that's when they kind of start to go back and forth and he keeps going off on his rant. And eventually, you know, um, he's running away from him as he's throwing the bowling balls at him. Long story short, he red rums him with the with bowling, the bowling pin. pin. Right. Which at first I was like, how did he do that? And I was like, shit, bowling pins are heavy. Yeah, they are. Yep. They would like. I mean, just think like uh, like a like a, a normal bowling ball is like 15 That's pounds. That's true. And they, and they deflect. They have to knock they over. They have to knock over the pins, but they also deflect off the pins. Yeah. So there's oh, some true. there's some mass behind those things. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's why they're shaped that way, right? Mm-hmm. Narrow at the and that's all that mass in the middle of it. But anyway, um, and then that's just like literally the end. Well, right, he he <laughs> kills him, and then the butler comes down like everything okay, and then he says I'm all finished, and I think that's that's a bunch of things, right? Like, like I, th- I think the thing was like obviously he was drunk eating his milkshake in the middle of bowling alley when the guy came. <laughs> And then he kills him, and the butler, you know, he's all finished with him. But I think at the same time, it's kind of him saying, I'm just, I'm finished. Like, I'm done. I mean, because at that point, he literally doesn't have anything else left to go for, right? I mean, he he can keep doing his business, obviously. But now his son's gone. Like, he just, you know, got hit the revenge that he wanted. Like, he probably wasn't, like, outwardly seeking it. But since he came around... Isn't like bold enough to come around and ask him for money, basically. He's yeah. like, screw you. Get away with a lot of murders is all I'm saying. Yeah, a few. A lo- away with all a lot of red rums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel, feel like we did a pretty good recap. I just... I, yeah. yeah. I'm ready to be done talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's... I liked the theme. I mean, I, to kind of wrap it up, like, I liked the theme of... How greed basically like destroys your life, and that like even if you think like being sleazy and like grimy and stuff and manipulating people leads to success, yeah, you get money, but you're not gonna like have the other at, th- at what cost? Right, you're not gonna have the other things in life that matter and fulfill you. You're gonna lose relationships like he did with HW, and you're gonna basically screw over your whole life to the point where like all you have is your money and nothing else. And you know what they say, money can't buy you happiness. A little bit of money can buy a little bit of happiness. Dude, I, okay, Chelsea Handler, I listened to an interview where she was like, you know, they say money can't buy you happiness. Well, it fucking helps. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. But yeah. like in this scenario, right. it's not the only there's, thing. There's, a, there's certainly a cap. There's certainly a, a, a ceiling to that. Yeah. To that trade. Um, Was it Jim Carrey? I heard someone else quote Jim Carrey, but they said that they were like, Jim Carrey said, like, I wish everyone could experience what it's like to be rich and famous just to realize that it means nothing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the message of this movie is like, you may think like American dream of like working really hard and getting all this money is going to be like, I think the move, I think being just rich and not famous is definitely I don't know if I'd if want to gonna, be famous. If you're going to go one way or the other, that's the way to go. Because, like, in the situa- in a situation of someone like Jim Carrey or, like, any, like, you know, larger-than-life star, like having, like, having all that money is, I'm sure, great. But the, the fame part is probably the part that really sucks. Because you can't go anywhere. 
Dude. Like there was a there was a there was a video I saw on Twitter the other day of Ben Affleck and J Lo getting into a car. I and know then he exactly no- he, what you're talking about. He noticed about. the guy filming him. He's like, Are you like basically gives him the are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah. Like, come on. I'm just yeah. trying to get my fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one where he slams the yeah, car? Yeah, he door? he kinda slams it. It's not like super aggressive. But it is a little bit. There's there's for sure some <laughs> frustration behind it, but it has everything to do with the fact that there's somebody pointing their phone or their camera. Yeah, at not not like J-Lo. there's nothing else going. There's not. It seemed like they were there was most like they were most likely fine, and then as he approaches the car, he realizes, like, man, for fuck's sake, fuck this shit, dude. I I love those compilations on YouTube where it's like celebrities getting angry at the paparazzi, yeah. where people will just like come up and be like. Dude, you like I've letting you I've let you got some I've let you get some shots. You've been following me for like an hour. Just leave me the fuck alone. Like I gave you this much time. Please just let me go. My favorite video of all time of a person with a paparazzi and okay, slightly controversial because it involves Kanye, but it's so funny. Where the paparazzi's outside Kanye's house and they're filming him as he like pulls his car into the garage and he's like doing so I can't even say it, it's so good. He's doing something in the garage and they go, Hey, good morning, Kanye. And he goes, Shut the fuck up. But just can I just play the audio? It's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. Just think- because it's so- Okay, sorry. Go it's ahead. I think that's that's one thing that uh I, I, there were some people that were talking about it, like whether it was on Twitter or on some like talk show or something where celebrities were happy when the whole COVID mask thing happened. Yeah. So they could like be more discreet. Right. Yeah. Okay. I found it. You got it. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Kanye. Shut the fuck up. And like it's just him like getting out of his car. Yeah. <laughs> just like picture it like it's dark. It's gotta be like four well, or five and, in the morning. And people are doing this bullshit all the time. No, it's a hundred okay, I I am one of those people that like I get so mad. This could really be a whole nother podcast episode. But I get so mad when people like are like God, like celebrities gone crazy at the paparazzi, and I'm like, no, they're sitting there poking the paparazzi's poking them. Yeah, like hey, 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 and like any one of you would be the same fucking way if you were that person because we're all human. But it's also funny how the paparazzi that pokes the bear then gets to report on how the bear attacked. Right, right, right. You know, and they're like. They've gone wild because right. it's like if you do react, it gives them more of a bigger story. So right. you try not to react, but then you also get so fucking angry that they right. do this shit to you. So then it's hard not to react. I think, and oh, I think, it's so mo- frustrating. I think like the the biggest of the stars that like occasionally slip up, like they have to be pushed to just like the very end. Most people, I think, most people that get in those situations, they 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 know what they know. Like they're able to tune it out to some extent, mm-hmm. right? Because there's because you don't hear about them. Yeah, you know it's people getting like snapshots of them all like all the time, but they're not giving into that the bullshit like extra stuff. Yeah, and like I don't know if you know this, but Haley Bieber was talking about this about how there was one time where she was 
and this has happened a few times, but like she was walking into like a club once and someone there was like curtains and someone like stuck their camera underneath the curtain. And so it was coming at like an upward angle. Right. And she was like, and I was wearing like a short skirt and she was like, and I'm pretty sure they like, you know, shot up my dress. And it's like, I think if you accidentally did that, you would just delete them, but they released them anyway. And so it's like shit like that too. Like, how do you, I would just get so mad and like, God, I I could not handle being famous. Like I have too much of a short fuse that I would like not be able to like tough it out. Like they expect everyone to. Yeah. It, it for sure takes a special kind of person. And I think, I think too, like there's for sure people that are able to kind of avoid it. And I think most of those people are the people that don't keep themselves in these centers. Like, like Like in LA. Right. Yeah. And, but obviously not everyone has that luxury. Like when it comes to like being in show business, at least you kind of, you know, kind of have to be there to a certain extent. I also feel like if you reach a certain point of success, you kind of can get everything where like it comes to you and you don't really have to your space right like well like, i think mean about, like beyonce and like jay-z right like, tippy top so chain people can right. rich and have such a big property and probably so many properties that they can like go places discreetly right. and like people have enough security that people will like leave them alone right like there's and there's plenty like there's plenty of people like plenty of like big name actors and stuff who don't they never have to they don't have to go to the places where everybody else always is to do their work. Yeah. So like because they don't have to be down in the thick of it because they already have the established like, you know, they already have the experience and established like uh reputation. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to go, That's you know. Tr- like they don't, they don't have, to, have be to be there. They don't have to be there on a moment's notice to be able to go to have to go to like a like a like like an audition or like a reading or something. Yeah. Like, whereas if you're somebody who's like kind of making, trying to get everything you can, yeah. you got to be there ready to go because a, if you can't be here, you know, by, you know, tomorrow, if you can't make it work tomorrow and be here for tomorrow or be here for this afternoon, then yeah. we'll just like go with somebody else. Cause we don't got time for that bullshit. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of this is speculation. Clearly we don't like have any firsthand experience with this only based on from what we've heard. But yeah, I don't know. I, I hate too that the anytime like celebrities do talk about this, I I hate that the narrative is like, stop complaining. Yeah. It's like so ruthless. It's like people are like, well, we have real problems. And it's like, OK, how about I have some fucking empathy? Like, yeah, they're rich, but they're still people. And like, well, I mean, and some of them, too, probably aren't really as can like any like there's probably there's probably plenty of people that live in the same town as you doing some sort of profession that makes that make way more money than that's that person. true that's true actually because it's not like every every movie star that gets followed around right is, after one film make, is right, loaded is, ooh, right right <laughs> no that's very true um but it like i don't i watched an interview with zach efron where he was talking about it and he was like it feels like stupid to complain about but like it's ridiculous and he said he talked about like how he had his dad in his in the car with him and Zach was like, I'm t- like, I know the paparazzi are following us. And his dad's like, no, they're not. And he's like, let me guess, like, it's a black SUV. And then they're like, the dad was like, well, yeah. And then Zach everyone's like, and behind that's a, a beige, a beige forerunner. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, those are the people that follow me every day. Mm-hmm. And the dad's like, 
oh my god hey hey you stop following <laughs> and then he's like well yeah dad but now you're just feeding into it and they're gonna want to follow us more right good god such a mess yeah um oh i had a thought and now it's gone crap we should watch a um sorry i just dropped something we should watch a movie about that so we can really bring it into a new conversation but the only movie i can think about where that would play a role that i've seen recently is the that i want to dance with somebody with whitney houston but paparazzi wasn't that big of an issue they need to do a movie about britney spears because that would be a huge issue with her yeah i feel like that would be a very i think uh two things when everyone that was involved is still alive it's hard yeah yeah but i mean at the same time it's ideal too because you can make you can try to get as close to factual as possible, right? Yeah. If everyone cooperates, that's a problem though. People don't like to cooperate. She's writing a book. Did yeah. you know that? Oh, I would imagine. She just signed she signed like a twenty million dollar deal to write a book. God, I'm really upset that I forgot what I was gonna Oh, I remember now. But I'll get to it in a second. Um yeah, it's one of those things where like there's the unfortunate thing about movies like that, of like the Whitney, I didn't watch the Whitney Houston movie, but like Bohemian Rhapsody, and even though it was a little, um, stylized, the like Elton John movie, those that Rocket kind of stuff, Man? yeah. Um, there's always you always wonder which parts were either like usually it comes out what parts were changed and switched around and moved around. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I think people are usually pretty open about like, hey, we had to do this because, you know, it's a two hour movie. Like yeah. we had to switch some stuff around. Sure. But at this at the same time, there's certain parts where you can't be super confident that a conversation with the way that they said it did. And sometimes it's like they're pretty like focal points of the movie, you know, like did that com- did that really go down that way? Because like that seems a little <laughs> I mean, sure, sometimes. I'm sure crazy shit happens. It happened, yeah. But like in uh one an example that comes to mind about them not doing this that was kind of it was pretty funny was in uh, and I've talked about this movie before, uh Vice about Dick Cheney. Um there's a scene where there's a scene where they it's the scene is about uh Dick Cheney and his wife having a conversation about him accepting the offer for him to be to run as vice president with Bush and the narrator comes out, comes on. And he's like, now there's no possible way in hell basically for us to know exactly what they said. So we're going to make a guess. And when we make this guess, we're going to do it in the style of Shakespeare. So then they have them do this like back and forth, like thing, <laughs> like in the, in the style of Shakespeare, it's pretty funny, but yeah. like that's basically what a lot of movies are doing, but they don't tell you. Yeah. But um, it's hard to know what, the truth is right so uh, the thing that i forgot earlier was i was just going to add a little a little add-on to the whole paparazzi thing there's been some people lately still that you see snapshot photos of them like wearing masks like you know the like whatever like covid era mask is what i'll call it and people are giving right people are giving them shit about wearing face masks still because nobody's doing it right but like like okay, if they're wearing it because if they're wear- regardless of why they're wearing it, who cares? But if they're like, I think the assumption is that anyone caught wearing one still 
they're doing it because they're worried about being sick. Yeah. I think it's a I think it's the best strategy they can use. Like most people aren't going to confront or aren't going to question people still wearing a mask because nobody cares. Yeah. If I see somebody wearing a mask, like I I haven't been wearing I haven't been wearing one, right? If I see somebody wearing one, it's just whatever. Like Well, it's so normalized now that like I, I don't even notice it anymore. Right. So <laughs> so like when a big A-list actor like wants to go out, they put on a hat and wear a mask, like there's no way genius. To, there's no way to tell who they are. It's genius. So like I think a like a couple times um I think a couple times uh, Tom Cruise went to some movie screenings and like it was like nobody knew he was there until the person that was <laughs> sitting next to him like told somebody about it later. Yeah. Like he went to like a, a early screening of the Flash, uh, the new Flash movie and some and somebody ended up posting on Twitter later like guess who I sat next to at the Flash <laughs> screening and then it's like there's a selfie of him and Tom Cruise. That's funny. But then uh, like another one was, was like Brad Pitt like. There was, uh, like, one of the podcasts I watch, uh, the one of the hosts, he's a comedian, Brad Pitt came to a show, mm -hmm. and he came in a mask and hat, mm -hmm. and he was talking to them about it, and basically saying, like, yeah, like, all I gotta do is this, and then suddenly I'm not Brad Pitt anymore, <laughs> nobody, gets, nobody pays, like, bats an eye. Yeah. And he was basically, like, talking about how it, A like, weird silver lining it. of the pandemic. Right. For, for, <laughs> for, right. For those people, it was, like, it was kind of, right, it was in, I mean, as, like, Horrible as, as potentially was. shitty as it could be for somebody, like, I think, yeah, that's for sure, like, an, an extra added bonus. Yeah. Um, oh, I know we have to do our segments, but I just want to skip ahead to the movie that I'm suggesting. Well, too bad. <laughs> even though, even though sometimes when we are doing them... We skip. We kind of skimp on it anyway, but I mean, you know, I don't really have a favorite quote because I didn't care. <laughs> but I liked the milkshake one that you just said. Yeah, like that last scene was the most. <sighs> it's kind of the most. It was the most. It was all like for the most part for the bulk of the movie. He was pretty composed. Yeah, for most that was of the like, movie, other than when he questioned his father, like him being a father, his like ability oh, to raise his kid, kind of lost it a little there. Uh, but I think this was all everything, his whole building life, up. all that anger building up and boiling up, and, and we obviously, saw him just unleash. Right. I mean, I, I mean, obviously that happened a couple times when he red rummed his fake brother, but <laughs> his fake brother. Um, yeah. I, I don't wanna, know if you have one. Yeah, go I ahead. do. I do. I gotta look it up though because I don't. I don't. Uh, remember exactly what it was. I know what part it was for sure. Um, it's when it's when he takes uh, when he takes HW to to eat at the nice restaurant, and he sees the guys that tried to buy his business from him, and he he like puts the rag over his head, and so and he, HW so can't, HW can't tell what he's saying. Yeah, that was awful. Like just to basically like. What does he say? I don't remember. Well, I don't remember exactly what he tells him, but he's basically, basically he says like, I didn't sell to you guys and I made all these things happen and I made all this money. If I would have sold to you, like, like I was smart not to sell to you. Like, ha ha ha. Like I told you, like I was going to like, yeah, like I, like I was, the, I was the better person for turning down yeah. your offer, even though it was in a situation where he only did like the, the, trigger that triggered him to you know walk away was them questioning his his being a father but yeah. um then he goes over to them 
he says something. He, what does he say to the guy? I really, I, oh crap. Uh, I, I can search it just one second. Uh, there will be blood. Uh, rag over face. I think it was a napkin. Yeah, whatever it was. I think I would have swore that's what I searched yesterday and it had a thing about it. Sorry. You're okay. Um, let me... At the restaurant after some time... Oh, no. Dang it. I don't think it's in the... It's not in the quotes, sec- the quotes section. Oh, never mind. I was hitting the wrong button. It might still be there. I apologize. Everyone in listening is like, do I need to hit the 15-second forward button? Love yeah, no button. kidding, yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's a, the first time they meet when he says he's going to... I think I think it was in their, their first meeting when he says he's going to come to their come to his house and stab him in the throat or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah. For call, for questioning him. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you just tell me how to run my family? <laughs> one night, yeah. One, this isn't the part, but one night I'm going to come to you inside your house, wherever you're sleeping. I'm going to cut your throat. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, come on. Where is it at? Um. Shoot. I feel so stupid cuz I don't I don't even remember uh I don't even remember I, I how can it be my favorite quote when I don't remember but <laughs> uh I might just have to cut some of this dead air but I think I remembered what I needed to search for. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When he, so when he goes, o- he goes over to the guy and he's getting in his face, and it, and it's, it's all this build up for something that's really not that like crazy for him to say, but he's kind of like so engrossed in like getting in this guy's face, and he when he calls him a fool, he just like gets in his face. He's like, "You look like a." F- fool like basically like really get into it mm-hmm. and that whole like tirade he goes on but uh yeah so that, sorry that was the quote yeah yeah that whole that part that like part in his face it's not like a profound quote just that quote <laughs> that part of the movie that that very moment in the movie where he's like in his face like fuck you um and the guy's just sitting there like dude I'm just trying to eat. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we see you over there, but yeah. we don't give a shit that you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's part of it, too. I think that's part of why he blew up, right? Because he's like, oh, they're just going to say hi. All mm-hmm. they're going to do is say hi, and then they're going to sit there and pretend I don't exist. <laughs> like, fuck you. Like, acknowledge me, bitch. What an entitled piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry, we kind of... Yeah, that was kind of a... A letdown of a quote section, but honestly, we've had better ones. It's okay. Um, Spin off or kill off? What do you think? Uh, Kill off. Kill off Paul. Like... Oh, yeah. Because he never comes back. They, he only gets mentioned later, right? Yeah, he's like because never in Because in, in that last scene, in, in the last scene when he's getting in uh, Eli's face, he's like... 
Paul's the one that told me about your land. Mm-hmm. I I paid him was it ten thousand dollars as soon as we as soon as we realized there was oil there and mm-hmm. he was able to go start his own modest little business. He's doing just fine. Yeah. He's the smart one, you're dumb, yeah. basically. Yeah, um, he could have he could I think Paul booted. right. I think Paul could have been nicked out of there. It's I mean, at the very least, like the fact that they were twins. Like, yeah, when you listen you hear you hear like them talk them refer so it's not like it's completely it's not like it's not acknowledged at all but it just seemed i don't know i guess it's one of those things where if they film if they shot the shots and then decide to add him on as the other brother later like then that's like obviously you don't need to redo that stuff so whatever but it just that was one thing that if there was anything i would do different it'd be paul it'd be probably get rid of paul yeah he can get the boot but uh in terms of any kind of spinoff, I don't think it would be necessary. Like, like you could you could follow HW. That's what I was gonna say, but it would be a completely different like movie. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be anything related to right oil or like Daniel. Right, I and, just want to see his life. Right, and you kind of and you already know like any other characters too, like Eli. You already kind of know where he's where his stuff's gonna end up. Yeah, it's it's not like it's. Again, I think it's just a a similar, you could, I mean, and this is a cheat because it doesn't make any sense, but another movie, movies made in that style can be good. Like, can, like, I enjoyed that, or this movie quite a bit. And, like, I think other movies can be done in a similar fashion. I would enjoy them. But, like, that's obviously not, like, a thing. That's not what the purpose of that, of uh, spinoff is, but. Yeah. One thing I do want to watch, um, I'll just probably, I, I don't think it's something I'll bring to the board, but uh, Gangs of New York, he, it, it came out a few years before this one. It's about, uh, I think it's about a similar time period, obviously gangs in New York, in that, in like, uh, Gangs of New York, let me see when it takes place. But Daniel Day Lewis is in that. Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. That okay. one's got a pretty star-studded oh, cast. I've heard of that too. one. Yep. Now that you say that. Um, Following. But uh, it can, I think it came. Uh, I'm seeing now 2002, so 1860s New York. Okay. So a little bit before when this would have happened, but I think that um, the reason I, I think that's another one that I'll probably end up watching with uh, Daniel Day Lewis in it. But again, it's a good I don't. One. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think that's another long one, but um. Anyway, uh, I I've stalled for as long as possible. It's my turn. <laughs> okay, so I am adding. This is literally as of last night. I was like, I'm putting this on there. Scrolling through my TikTok feed, and I saw a good, really good scene, and I was like, you know what? This seems like a type of movie Colton would suggest. He's probably seen it already, but I'm gonna suggest it anyway. It is called Brothers. It's from 2009. It's with Tobey Maguire and Jake, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. I actually haven't seen it. <gasps> I know what it is. I know what it is, but I haven't seen it. Psychological drama war film. It says, a remake of the 2004 Danish film. It follows Captain Sam Cahill, a presumed dead prisoner of the war in Afghanistan, who deals with extreme PTSD while reintegra- reintegrating into society, into society following his release from captivity. Does it, I think it's about his, like, it, it's either his brother or his buddy 
comes back and hooks up with his wife. I think. I don't think so. I okay. think it's in the marketing. I think it's it in says the, the film also stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, <laughs> Gyllenhaal as Cahill's brother and Natalie Portman as his wife. Um, pretty I sure mean, it's in the. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in the marketing. It's implied in the trailers and stuff. Okay, well, I'm putting that on there. And if not, it's pretty. <laughs> I don't know. I I I said to Colton before this. I said that um, this movie I was putting on had a actor that's a fan favorite on this podcast, and he was like, "Oh, it could be anything." It's Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, we've we're on a Jake Gyllenhaal kick. Yeah, okay. we've done we've had multiple Jake Gyllenhaal movies, multiple Matthew McConaughey movies. Oh, that's true. We're just working our way through his entire filmography. Um. Okay. So you got a couple. You got a couple. Uh. Uh. Oh, you post post war entries. Yeah, I don't know why. What? I mean, you don't. It just happened to happen to be that. Well, I don't think you. I don't think you were necessarily thinking of it when you when you did it. But yeah, uh, Just to recap. Yeah, because okay, go ahead. Yeah, we can recap or just recap quick to touch on what I would just was just mentioning. American Sniper and Brothers, Mm -hmm. both movies about guys coming home after war, Mm -hmm. granted different circumstances, but Mm -hmm. uh, those are your picks plus. the Impossible is also one of your picks. Put on the wheel last week from a, a call-in from your friend, uh, Chicken Little. Yeah. So um, that takes that spot. She really wants that one to get picked. <laughs> and then for me, we still have Nope and Signs. Nope yeah. has been on there from the very beginning, and I think I added Signs the first week. Yeah, when it's been on Pursuit there for a while. When Happiness got picked, I think I put signs on. The Impossible has been on there for a while, too. So we got two, like, UFO alien movies for me, <laughs> and then two war movies, for, or post-war movies for you, uh, and then a couple. A, like, apocalyptic, kind of, with the tsunami, mm-hmm. and then and just childhood. S- silly. <laughs> We we've we've created a new way of spinning the wheel in hopes of getting rid of this weird gravity situation that happens. So you guys won't really know the difference because of the way we're filming it, but Oh, you'll see the difference, you can tell. Well, no, I'll so, record it from this side. Okay. You know, so it's better. Yeah, do whatever. And you can well, spin it. The we decided to uh lay the wheel down horizontal oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. We decided you got to got allergies? Yeah, actually my stuff's wearing off. We uh uh laid the wheel down horizontally. I gave it a little tiny test spin earlier, and I don't think we're gonna be as, as prone to kickbacks. Yeah. Uh I I'd be willing to say that it's not gonna happen. Like I I I would I don't think it's gonna happen at all. So with that being said, uh we can get the next wheel spin going. You good to go? All right, I'll hold it just for stability. Hopefully I can get a good enough spin. Yeah, it won't spin as long this way either. American Sniper. Okay. I like I, I like spinning that way better because it's, it's it's much less more suspenseful. Right, and it the it, it won't spin as freely as much. Um it definitely you can definitely feel there's more resistance to the spin. Yeah. But I think it's gonna it's gonna produce a little more clean cut results we're not gonna have to sit there and watch it double back three spaces after it tries to stop yeah 
So Okay, uh, well, I'm happy with that. American Sniper, I'm excited to watch it. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, Before we go, we'll do a shout out to our socials real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, gotta keep keep on that because yes, I remembered this time. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Twist Turns and One Liners, or is and in there? I always forget. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, Twist Turns and One Liners. One it's word. all one word. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at TTOL Pod. You can email us at Twist Turns One Liners. No and Twist Turns One Liners at Gmail dot com. Yep. Best way to contact us is through Instagram. And yeah, I think that's, 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 I think that's it. it. If you follow us, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Right, a feedback also including movie suggestions. If oh yeah, if there's anything that you'd be interested in hearing our perspective on, or just maybe, uh, just to kind of you know throw in our throw our way, we're yeah. open to suggestions. Obviously, we took a call last week yeah. in last week's episode. And let us know if you like if you are interested in hearing guests on the podcast. Yeah, uh, whenever that movie does get picked, um, we'll uh, we'll bring her on and yeah, have a chit chat. Then other people are gonna be jealous and want to be on too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, more the merrier. Might as well, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole point is the whole point is to just get is get as many people just watching something maybe that New they movies. haven't right. New movies, yes, or revisiting old ones. But yeah, at any rate, next week American Sniper. See you next time. Yep. Bye.